0: Our Father who is in heaven, Lord, we thank you We say glory and honor be unto thy name. We thank you for your word which we are about to study. Thank you for the privilege you've given us access. We thank you for having given us the mind to grasp it. And we pray for more wisdom and understanding as we read it, that we may imply it and apply it even unto our lives. That the world will wrought transformation upon us. This is our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Conflict and Courage, January 11. And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. Ecclesiastes 1, verse 17. Adam and Eve both ate of the fruit and obtained a knowledge which, had they obeyed God, they would never have had, an experience in disobedience and disloyalty to God, the knowledge that they were naked. The garment of innocence, a covering from God, which surrounded them, departed and they supplied the place of this heavenly garment by sewing together fig leaves for aprons. This is the covering that the transgressors of the law of God have used since the days of Adam and Eve's disobedience. The fig leaves represent the arguments used to cover disobedience. But the nakedness of the sinner is not covered had Adam and Eve never disobeyed their Creator, had they remained in the path of perfect rectitude, they could have known and understood God. But when they listened to the voice of the tempter, and sinned against God, the light of the garments of heavenly innocence departed from them. And in parting with the garments of innocence, they drew about them the dark robes of ignorance of God. The clear and perfect light that had hitherto surrounded them had lightened everything they approached. But deprived of that heavenly light, the posterity of Adam could no longer trace the character of God in his created works. If Adam and Eve had never touched the forbidden tree, the Lord would have imparted to them knowledge, knowledge upon which rested no curse of sin, knowledge that would have brought them everlasting joy. Age after age, the curiosity of men has led them to seek for the tree of knowledge and often they think they are plucking fruit most essential, when, like Solomon's research, they find it altogether vanity and nothingness in comparison with that science of true holiness, which will open to them the gates of the city of God. The human ambition has been seeking for that kind of knowledge that will bring to them glory and self-exaltation and supremacy Thus Adam and Eve were worked upon by Satan. Amen. The title of our devotion is When It is Better Not To Know Our Key Text. Is taken from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 17, and it says, And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. And this can be said of so many today, for we give our hearts also to know wisdom and madness and folly. Conflict and Courage, page 17, paragraph 2. Adam and Eve both ate of the fruit, and obtained a knowledge which, had they obeyed God, they would never have had, an experience in disobedience and disloyalty to God, the knowledge that they were naked. The garment of innocence, the covering from God which surrounded them, departed, and they supplied the place of this heavenly garment by sewing together fig leaves or for aprons. You see, this is sad. Can you imagine Adam, who was made in the image of God, and his wife Eve? These were people who would stay in the communion of God and they enjoyed being in company with Him. But here it is that, on account of the sin that they had engaged in, the Bible tells us that they sowed fig leaves of aprons to cover their nakedness because they saw that they were naked and then when we read from Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 it says and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden they hid themselves because like Adam said His reason was that he was naked. As I've always said, this is a sad story. Darkest day, perhaps, in human history. A knowledge of evil is a curse and many of us are suffering from it. Out of curiosity or out of the misfortune of the world in general, many presently are living in a serious problem. Many have become acquainted with sin and that sin has become a plague in their life. Curiosity they say kills the cat and those who will be curious with evil are being killed like the cat today by their curiosity. Solomon suffered from it and we all are suffering from this knowledge of evil. Conflict and Courage 17 paragraph 7 says Age after age, the curiosity of men has led them to seek for the tree of knowledge. And often, they think they are plucking fruit most essential, when like Solomon's research, they find it altogether vanity and nothingness in comparison with that science of true holiness which will open to them the gates of the city of God. The human ambition has been seeking for that knowledge that kind of knowledge that will bring to them glory and self-exaltation and supremacy. Thus, Adam and Eve were worked upon by Satan." How many of us out of curiosity are suffering with addictions today? And Like I said, some is not out of curiosity but out of the misfortune that they find themselves in. You see, many people today struggling with the knowledge of evil like sometimes we call it canal knowledge. People are addicted to drugs, methamphetamines, cocaine, marijuana. Others struggle with pornography, masturbation, the deepest of the addictions. And for others, it is some other indulgence that is destroying them gradually but surely. And some is not out of curiosity little children exposed to evil by someone else. As we saw yesterday, Eve made herself an instrument to destroy Adam. And so it is that those who learn, then curious, out of curiosity, learn evil, they are quick to pass this evil to others. Some helpless children who don't know their left from their right are brought into this knowledge of evil. They are taught things and they could do nothing, absolutely nothing about it. Some are molested as little children. They are struggling today either with the things I listed earlier pornography, sex, masturbation, others it's with the uh, homosexual lifestyle, transgender lifestyle because of the knowledge of evil that many of them were exposed to unbeknownst to themselves. Not any fault of their own, but a knowledge of evil was brought to them. Without their consent, without their help, they just got into it. And we can see that the knowledge of evil indeed is a curse. Others are committing suicide because of this knowledge of evil. They are trying to come out of it, but it is proving to be difficult. A knowledge of evil that we should never have known. Have you ever been in that situation where you wish you didn't know something? Because that thing that you know now, is disturbing your mind constantly coming back and plaguing you in your dream and when you wake up the thoughts keep coming back in your mind because of something you engaged in or something somebody did to you when you were younger those things keep coming back and they are troubling your life even presently this is the knowledge of evil that the lord was trying to protect us from adam and eve like i said in the devotion since the past two days mistrusted god Eve thought that she was doing something good for herself. Out of her curiosity and out of her thought that God didn't love her, the thing that God was trying to protect her from, now she got it, the knowledge of evil. Now for them, they knew that they were naked and for some of us, we realize the struggle that we are passing through out of the same knowledge of evil. Adam and Eve had their own struggles, they first of all saw that they were naked. The knowledge of evil made them know that the light that had covered them departed and they saw their nakedness and you could tell that out of man's degradation the animals could not be subject to him anymore the glory which had covered him had disappeared the knowledge of evil had come to them and now the dignity that adam used to have was no longer there the image and glory of God, that He was created with disappeared, and they sinned against God, and that was why it disappeared. The knowledge of evil is a bad thing today, like I read earlier, this is what many are suffering from. I've said that some it is out of misfortune, but then there are others that it is out of curiosity. You see a video and you wonder, what is this video about? What are we learning today don't click it you don't want to know because when you know you will be troubled by it I'll tell you that even in research sometimes maybe I've got I'm doing some research not out of any bad intention even for the case, to make a case to me convince people of the knowledge of the truth and in making this research I encounter some things that are really gruesome terrible stuff And I remember at the time, I was going through this particular research to build a case to convince of something that I know to be true. And after a while, like that same night, after I had gone through this research of something gruesome, that night the thing came in my dream. And it was as if I was the one who was even doing that thing gruesome. And I said to myself, this is the reason why God said, It is better not to even know these things at all. The knowledge of evil is not good and if we get to know something, then we see its possibility. That is the fact, the mind is very innocent. When it comes even in our carnal state, yes, we lean towards evil, but only to an extent. You need to know certain things before you can do them. Even this our mind is very simple, even though it leans towards evil, yet there is a simplicity about it. There is this innocence about the the mind, even as a child is growing, there are some things that we do not think is possible unless we are told of it and that's why it's not good to read all those stories in the newspapers and the novels and the movies. What are they actually doing? They are educating us in the knowledge of evil, telling us the possibilities, what we can do. Why do you see children going around carrying guns and shooting people? Is it not the knowledge of evil that they got from the video games? Why do you think there is so much romanticism and sentimentalism, emotionalism everywhere? People engaged in sexual intercourse without fail, pornography and all of that. It is because of the knowledge of evil that people are getting from the cartoons. Children get it from the cartoons and they get older and they see it in the movies. And this knowledge of evil sows its seed in the mind and then as it has sown its seed in the mind, it will stay there. Because the mind has known something it shouldn't know and it has seen the possibility that this thing is actually practicable. And because we have a leaning towards evil already, we have an inclination towards evil already, it is only natural that that evil thing you have known, there will be a desire to practice. See, we are so evil that we don't need to know evil. That is the reason we don't need to know evil because once we know it, there is that tendency that will be drawn towards it and we will want to practice it. We will want to do it except the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit is upon us. We must be very careful that we do not know evil, see no evil, hear no evil. Psalms 101, one of the principles of Jesus Christ. Is that I will not look at evil, I will see no evil, I will hear no evil. That is one of the principles. One then will say, How can we be wise? Yeah, yeah, we need to be wise to understand what is going on around us. But there needs to be upon us the Holy Spirit because simplicity is not good. Then how can you be wise? Read the book of Proverbs. You don't need to know the details of the evil, but when you read the book of Proverbs, and the Bible in general, it will make you wise. If you follow the instructions that are laid out for you in the word of God, you need not know any other evil. When you break down the word of God, not just on the surface, go deep into it, understand what the word of God is saying then you will be protected from evil because some people feel they need to know evil to avoid it. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. You don't need to know evil to avoid it. You need to know the word of God to avoid evil. I said the book of Proverbs has a lot to tell you, young man, young woman, even adults, to protect yourself. Just chapter 1. Chapter 2, you see many instructions. Avoid the way of evil men. Pass not by it. You are told in the book of Proverbs chapter 5, the man is told, do not listen to the words of the woman. Oh, her her lips, it is smoother than oil. And when she speaks, oh, it's like honey. Then you are told, don't go near her door because many have been slain by her. What more do you need to know? You don't need to know all the details of how things are done, but you just need to know the principles of a good life, principles of the Word of God and follow it to the letter. You may not know every evil that is done, but if you will know the principles of God in detail and follow it, don't turn to the left, don't turn to the right, that is enough protection for you from evil. Solomon tried it the other way around, and what was the result? Let us see. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 1, reading from verse 17 and 18, here's what he said. He said, And I gave my heart to know wisdom, and to know madness and folly. I perceived that this also is vexation of spirit. Why? For in much wisdom is much grief and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. Now, what is the context of the knowledge he is referring to? He had already said it in verse 17. The kind of knowledge he is referring to, he said he tried to know wisdom, know madness, knowledge of wisdom itself, madness and folly. And he says, as you increase in the knowledge of wisdom and also increasing in the knowledge of madness and foolishness, it is going to increase your sorrow. The more you know of the foolishness of this world, the more you know of the madness of this world, the more your sorrow. But the knowledge of God does not bring sorrow. An increase in the knowledge of that which is good does not bring sorrow. The kind of knowledge that brings sorrow is this knowledge that solomon is referring to here where you just are curious to know everything to study everything just knowledge of the sciences and the arts and then knowledge of just everything i just want to know no no that kind of knowledge will lead you to knowing evil and knowing all kinds of things out of your curiosity or just out of your desire to distinguish yourself but then comes with it sorrow Many are living in a life that they think is blissful, but yet they are crying inside because of what they are suffering from the knowledge of evil. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 says, His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of sin. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. How is he going astray? In the greatness of his folly, what is the folly? Solomon had said, He that increaseth folly increases his sorrow in knowledge of folly, knowledge of all the evil things. Are you watching those movies in the stand up comedies? In, you see, young children, young people, you need to be careful the kind of friends you have. The wife that Adam had brought to him a knowledge of evil, and the rest we know is history. Your friend. Your spouse, because it was Adam's spouse, your spouse can bring to you a knowledge of evil that will plague your life. I remember a certain lady called Amy Winehouse. I I also remember another lady called Whitney Houston. Very popular for different ages, Amy Winehouse was popular for the millennials and Whitney Houston were popular for the baby boomers and for those who are just into the music world you know who I'm talking about in the UK Amy Winehouse aged about 27 28 committed suicide when well, i remember what her life was like before she was just a normal person selling in a shop at the time working in a certain shop talented lady who could sing very well but then she met a certain man this man supposed to, became her boyfriend her lover the rest was history for her, died just a few years after knowing this man because the kind of knowledge that man brought to her destroyed her life and many wept for Amy in Whitehouse because they saw a young lady talented good being destroyed by knowledge of evil but this knowledge of evil was brought by a man she met addicted to drugs addicted to all kinds of evil lifestyle. this was a simple lady she never knew any of these things before nothing like that but in meeting this man her life became a wreck and she was destroyed the same story for whitney houston in meeting bobby brown her life was destroyed and there are so many others today Perhaps someone is listening and wondering, Oh, if I never met this man, if I never met this lady, my life may have been better because it brought to me a knowledge of evil that destroyed me. It were better for me that I had never known these things. Many would they have been better for had they never met certain people, had they never gotten acquainted with some people who brought to them a knowledge of evil. The title of our devotion, When it is better not to know. What are we learning from here? Be careful what you know. Be careful the kind of things you are reading. Be careful the kind of things you are studying. Be careful the kind of people you are mixing with. I want to recommend, I know this ministry called Coming Out Ministry. I remember they have a video that they did that is titled um, Journey Interrupted. There were about four people there who were giving their story, the account of how they began to struggle with lesbianism and homosexuality every one of them got to know it nothing more than age six the only one of them was about age six the others were three four two when someone brought to them a knowledge of evil and in bringing to them this knowledge it's not that they were like that they were taught and then the struggle began from that young age and, this, and it was no small struggle for them. And the, my heart goes out to them and to all us who are passing through these kind of things. Because it is sorrowful and I know how terrible it can be for young children to have this knowledge. It is a struggle. What do young children know? They don't know any restraints. They practice these things and it grows with them and strengthens with their strength as they grow. And it becomes difficult to quit these things. In knowledge of evil very very bad thing and that is the lesson for us even now that we are older we can reduce the knowledge of evil drop those books drop those those friends that are bringing to you the knowledge of evil avoid them so is the instruction given to you from the word of god avoid them anything that will corrupt the mind the bible says in the book of philippians 4 verse 8 whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are noble whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are lovely if there's anything praiseworthy or of good report think on these things those are the things we should know cover your eyes from youtube where youtube is suggesting those things to you that you see is of no benefit that we just want you to know something you shouldn't know don't even click on it don't know it is someone bringing a discussion to you curiously trying to tell you something a story tell them no 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 no. don't worry i don't want to hear it just keep it it's better you don't even know it at all are you picking up a book the newspapers the magazines Turn your eyes away from it. It's better you don't even know. Is it the news and all the stories and the details they tell and the movies, the details they give about evil? Turn your eyes away from it. Because if we are instruments too to bring a knowledge of evil to people, what has God said to us? Jesus himself had to give this instruction concerning leading others away from the truth and giving them a knowledge of evil. Matthew 18, reading from verse 6 to 9. It says, but if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a huge millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the open sea. Woe to the world because of stumbling blocks. It is necessary that stumbling blocks come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into fiery hell. Amen. Jesus is warning us Be careful the movies you are sharing with people because he will hold you responsible for it. Those links you are sharing and those songs you are sharing that is not going to bless anybody. Those discussions you are having that is not going to help anybody but rather is bringing to them a knowledge of evil. Jesus says if you cause anyone to sin, it is better for you that a millstone is hung on your head and you're thrown into the the deep sea. It is no small thing in the eyes of God when we make ourselves instruments to give others a knowledge of evil. But then, after you, we have known this evil what next. You see, we must take courage. Adam and Eve, when they sin, they try to cover their sin or their nakedness with the the fig leaves. You know, as I've said earlier, they were covered with the garment of glory and light. We've talked about that before. You can check that Psalm 104, verse 1 and 2, covered with light. But the book of John 1, reading from verse 1 to 4, tells us what that light represents. It says that in verse 4, in him was life and the life was the light of men. Light was like life. That light, when they sinned, disappeared and then their nakedness was seen. And in that light disappearing, their life disappeared also. And man was subject to death and began to die the moment he ate that fruit. Before Adam ate, the light was still covering them. As soon as he ate, the light disappeared and they both saw their nakedness. I wonder how it was for Eve. She thought that she was doing the right thing. God have mercy on us. Now they were running away from God helter skelter. Imagine that. Running here and there, desperately taking fig leaves and using his ingenuity. That God had given to him to sew aprons for himself. The skill of man came out of desperation. Necessity became the mother of invention that day. And then the first invention came from Adam. It came out of sin. He invented aprons to cover himself. But it was not enough, of course. And this is the same thing we do. After sinning and necessity to cover our sins, become the mother of all kinds of invention to cover it up. We cover it up in various ways, covering up it up with even more sin, covering up our our, our our dirty minds outwardly, trying to appear as if nothing is wrong. You know the celebrities do that a lot. They are suffering, but outwardly they want to make you think that all is well with them. So they cover it up with a glamorous lifestyle. They cover it up with fashion. They cover it up with so much makeup on their faces but deep down they are dying inside because of sin and that is what many of us do some of us cover it up with worldly achievements cover it up with certificates and doctorate and masters but we are dying inside us because of sin and all those things are just the fig leaves that we are using to cover up the uh, sin and the suffering we are passing through, the smoke screen that we put out there to deceive so that no one can really see what's going on. And for others, the cover-up is even worse. They begin to make excuses. Excuses like, oh I was born this way. Excuses like I had to do it. Excuses like we must survive. Excuses to cover up the sin. But we need not do that. The Lord is merciful and gracious. When God was coming to Adam, he was not coming to destroy him, but Adam was running away thinking that God was coming to destroy him. The Lord is good all the time. He was coming to prepare a solution. And for you, you need not do all those things you are doing. Don't be afraid. Go to Jesus. He's not going to reject you. He will forgive. So there's no need covering up with all those other scenes that you're using to cover up and giving all those excuses as to how you're not accountable to God and how there's no God just to make yourself feel comfortable in your sin. You don't need to do that. The Lord is not out to get you. He wants to help you. No need to run away like Adam and Eve. Come to the Lord the way you are and he will help you. What fig leaves are you sowing today? What is the smoke screen? that you are putting in front of you, you need not do that. There is an emptiness in our soul. But instead of exercising faith and going to God in our nakedness, we try to hide it through all these various means of self-righteousness. But let us take courage in the knowledge that God wasn't seeking to destroy Adam and Eve. Therefore, we shouldn't think that he's out to get us. He wants to heal us. Let us come to him as we are instead of making these excuses and confess our sins. He will heal. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 3, reading from verse 20 to 25, it says, Surely, as a wife treacherously departed from her husband, so have we dealt treacherously with God. O house of Israel, says the Lord a voice was heard upon the high places weeping and supplications of the children of israel for they have perverted their way and they have forgotten the lord their god and now hear what the lord says to you return ye backsliding children and i will heal your backslidings behold we come unto thee for thou art the lord our god truly in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills of hollywood Truly in vain is salvation hoped for in the vanity of the things that we do. No salvation will come from there. Truly, salvation hoped, in vain is salvation hoped for in the hills and also in the mountains and from the multitude of the mountains. Truly, in the Lord our God is is the salvation of Israel. For shame had devoured the labor of our fathers from our youth. Their flocks and their herds, their sons and their daughters, we lie down in our shame. Many lie down in their shame. Others are mutilating themselves, cutting themselves with blades, cocaine, meth, and not just that. Some are just lying down and thinking of their life. We lie down in our shame and our confusion covered us. For we have sinned against the Lord our God, we and our fathers from our youth, even unto this day, and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. But the Lord is saying, Come, I will heal your backslidings." Hosea 14, verse 4, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from him. I will be as the dew unto you who are listening. He shall grow, you will grow as the lily, and cast forth your roots as Lebanon. Your branches shall spread, and your beauty shall be as the olive tree, and your smell as Lebanon. You who dwell under the shadow of the Lord shall return, and you shall revive as the corn, and grow as the vine. The scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, what have I to do anymore with idols? Amen. What have I to do anymore with my sins and my addictions? The Lord is promising you that that is what you are going to say if you will come to him. Ephraim will say that. You will say, what have I to do anymore with this, my addictive idols? I have heard him and observed him. I am like a green fir tree. From, my, from me is thy fruit found who is wise and he shall understand these things prudent and he shall know them for the ways of the Lord are right and the just shall walk in them but the transgressors shall fall therein to encourage us I want to read now from the book Ministry of Healing page 179 down to 182 just a few paragraphs from there talk courage to the people Lift them up to God in prayer. Many who have been overcome by temptation are humiliated by their failures and they feel that it is in vain for them to approach unto God. But this thought is of the enemy's suggestion. When they have sinned, when we have sinned and feel that we cannot pray, tell them that it is then the time to pray. Ashamed you may be, and deeply humbled but as you confess your sins as we confess our sins he who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness nothing is apparently more helpless yet more invincible than the soul that feels its nothingness and relies wholly on the merits of the savior by prayer by the study of his word by faith in his abiding presence. The weakest of human beings may live in contact with the living Christ, and He will hold them by a hand that will never let go. Amen. This is the promise of the Lord to you. Romans chapter fifteen, verse four: For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. May the Lord bless you. Amen.
0: Amen. When it is better not to know. A very interesting title. I thought it is said that ignorance is dangerous and so we all should go out and get the knowledge of something. Yet the reading says here that there is a knowledge that is better we live out. Some things are better not known. There is a thirst for knowledge in the world today. Many are seeking very inquisitive to know and if you check how many Google searches per minute per second you understand why. Yet in all their searches they do not like to retain God in their knowledge. They drink to quench the thirst only to test again like the woman Jesus met the well Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13 here is what the word of the Lord is saying for my people have forsaken me for my people have committed two evils they have forsaken me the fountain of living waters and hewed them out systems broken systems that can hold no water and went on to say for my people it's foolish, they have not known me. They are sottish children, and they have not understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. Every man is British in his knowledge. Every founder is confounded by the graven image, for his molten image is falsehood, and there is no breath in them, you see. These are the kind of things that they have knowledge in. It says, The heart that receives the word of God is not like a broken system that loses its treasure. It is like the mountain stream fed by unfalling, unfailing springs whose sparkling waters refresh the weary, the thirsty, the heavy laden. It is like a river constantly flowing and as it advances becoming deeper and wider until its life given waters are spread over all the earth. The streams leaves behind its gift of fruitfulness. When the earth lies bare and brown under summer's searching heat, a line of Vedu marks the river's course. These are the kind of knowledge we are supposed to be seeking after as our brother just told us. For I desire mercy, the Lord says, and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than bond offerings. chapter 6, verse 6. You know, if you look around us today who would not like to have PhDs attached to their names and so many have gone to obtain it. Unfortunately, some now think they are more wiser than God. The knowledge had made them mad, as Solomon was saying. Some professors are dropping down their glasses with strange questions and doubts in their minds concerning what they used to believe in childlike faith and gospel simplicity. And so many students who were looking for hooks to hang their doubts are on a collusion cause hanging dangerously upon the hem of their professor's garment and now they are asking whether the world was really created it was, or maybe it evolved and evolution is now the thing to be dreaded because even pastors' children, young children, ministers' children are sent to school to be taught that the world evolved what a contrast and so see the kind of dangerous path we are treading on, exposing children to knowledge of evil, the knowledge that will prove to be the ruin of many. We have our duties spelled out in the Ten Commandments. Instead of going to Jesus and plead with him for strength to gain the victory over lust, over adultery, over hatred, and over pride, many will neglect this work. And take up another walk which is not an assigned to them. For the word says the secret things belong unto God, but they that are revealed belong unto the children of men. We have these things revealed unto us, and we leave it to search for things that are not revealed. I read again, he says, This is the covering that the transgressors of the law of God have used since the days of Adam and Eve's disobedience. The fig leaves represent the argument used to cover disobedience, but the nakedness of the sinner is not covered, and so you can argue all you want about how we came about, but the one that will stand in judgment against us is the lives we are living now, the word, the command we have received, how has it been with our soul? Age after age the curiosity of men has led them to seek for the tree of knowledge, and often they think they are plucking fruit most essential, when like Solomon's research, they find it altogether vanity and nothingness in comparison with the science of true holiness, which were open to them the gates of the city of God. Hallelujah. You see the key when men neglect to search for the key. We are locked up in this wall, And there is a key we must search for. Beloved, there is a science. That science of true holiness. The knowledge of how God takes a degraded man, a social outcast, and an abandoned sinner, and turn the man into a dependable moral force. That is the kind of knowledge we are supposed to be seeking. Proverbs 23, verse 23. Buy the truth and sell it not, also wisdom and instruction and understanding get wisdom for verse 5 get understanding forget it not neither decline from the words of my mouth the human ambition has been seeking for that kind of knowledge that will bring to them glory and self exaltation and supremacy those Adam and Eve were walked upon by Satan you see Satan is using the same principles today he understands that we want things that will make us appear wiser in the eyes of people or things that will make people exalt us or things that will give us supremacy oh how i loathe i loathe the days i have wasted reading and watching the lives of footballers because i wanted an argument i wanted something that would give me an edge over others instead of using the time to know god job chapter 21 verse 13 he said they spend their days in wealth and in a moment they go down to the grave. Therefore they say unto God, Depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what profit should we have if we pray unto him? Proverbs chapter 2 Yea, if thou criest, this is the appeal now, if we cry on after knowledge and lift up our voice for understanding. If we seek her as silver and search for her as for he the treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. This is how we seek for the, that science of true holiness. And then he says, And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly." Solomon was saying. Now we, we have to turn the force around. We have to give our heart just to know the knowledge of God. That knowledge is a safe knowledge. That knowledge is what we need to escape this doom. Adam and Eve both ate of the fruit and obtained a knowledge which they had no need of. Had they obeyed God, they would have never have had. But when they listened to the voice of the tempter, and sinned against God, the light of the garments of heavenly innocence departed from them. And so being deprived of that heavenly light, the posterity of Adam could no longer trace the character of God in his created work. And so since we could not trace his character in the work, what happened is a war to him that builded a town with blood and established a city. By iniquity, we found another way. As our brother was telling us, to build, to establish. We spend our strength to build and to establish things on wrong principles. Say, behold, it is not of the Lord of hosts that the people shall labor in the very fire, and the people shall weary themselves for very vanity. It is not God's will for us to weary ourselves in searching our things that are supposed to be left alone. And now I see grace again in the very words. It says, If Adam and Eve had never touched the forbidden tree, the Lord would have imparted to them knowledge, knowledge upon which rested no curse of sin, knowledge that would have brought them everlasting joy. Hallelujah. You see, it was in patience. The very things that they were seeking, the very things she sought for, would have been granted to her if she was patient, if she was obedient, not touching the forbidden tree. Beloved, the knowledge is available today. We are faced with the same choices today. We can, by faith, begin to partake of the leaves of the tree of life. There is one book, which is safe, pure, elevating, ennobling, and as, and is as partaking of the leaves of the tree of life. The word of God is to be studied, not rushed over. As you are performing the habit of doing with story books, take note. Story books is what is spoiling the reading habit. Throw away those books and bond them. We have to go back to the Bible, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God, as the waters cover the sea. Amen. We look forward to this time. Even now, we have to begin walking towards this, going back to our Bibles, studying them word by word, phrase by phrase. That we may obtain that knowledge which is the true science of holiness that will open the gates to the city of God. It is their experience. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, we continue to thank you. Thou art our Father. We dare call you Father, but because you've called us into communion, into fellowship, into a union, a bond, like a child and a father. And so with gratitude in our hearts, we come before you again to give you thanks. We thank you for your word. We see clearly what we must become and what we must do so that we can reach the level where you have designed for us. You've given us keys, everything that pertains to life and godliness. The Lord may help us to avail ourselves. Grant to us your spirit that we may continue to read about you, that we may retain you in our knowledge, that we find joy in studying your word, that we not be absent when your word is being spoken. May your presence, O oh Lord, fill us and fill our hearts, that we may always find comfort in the scriptures. This is our prayer to Christ our Lord. Amen.